hello and welcome to episode three of the Raising Kids in the Bible podcast. Uh, my name is Eleanor and in a little bit I'll be joined by Lisa. We're both uh, members of Wild Street Anglican Church in Maroubra in Sydney and we started this podcast because we want to encourage and equip Christian parents to raise their kids in the Bible, knowing and trusting God's good plan for their lives. Uh, we're reading through Ed Drew's new book, Raising Confident Kids in a Confusing World. This week we're up to chapter three. Each week we'll be reading through a chapter, uh, summarizing it, chatting about it, figuring out where it lands for Lisa as she uh, parents her kids day in, day out. Um, so if you haven't got a copy of Ed's book, Raising Confident Kids in a Confusing World, please do get your hands on a copy of it. You can get them from the Good Book Company website. Uh, there's a link to that in the description below, but uh, you can also get it from other Christian bookstores as well, I'm sure. Uh, we're up to chapter three. If you haven't read it, please go ahead and read it and come back so that you can get the most out of our discussion here. We're going to do our best to summarize what Ed has to say, but we are mere shadows of Ed's um, very wise words. So please read it, read it for yourselves. Um, you'll get so much gold out of it. I'm going to start by uh, summarizing uh, chapter three, and then we'll be joined by Lisa as we chat through where it lands and, and what it means for her life as she parents her children. Uh, so chapter three starts by asking the question and kind of figuring out the, the question, answer to the question, well, how do we determine our value and our worth in our lives? And Ed suggests that, that we always look to another to determine our value and our worth. Um, we find something is precious in life because it is declared to be so by another. You know, a ratty teddy bear is precious because of the child who declares it to be their most valued possession. And your parent might go back, turn around the car around to go back and find the teddy that was lost at the park because it is precious in that child's eyes. Small children will find safety and security in the arms of their parents Safety and value and worth is often determined by another, what another declares to, that to be, whether that's a toy or a person or whatever it is. Value and worth and preciousness is often declared by another. And so as kids grow, they begin to look outside of their parents and their family to other another's to determine their preciousness. Uh, so it might be that they look to their friends to determine how valuable and worthy they are or their clothes determine their value and worth or their school marks. And, and we do that even as we grow older as adults as well. Uh, but as Christians, we have someone who is bigger and better than our friends and our clothes and our school marks and our behavior. We have someone who is bigger and better than all of those things who determines our value and our preciousness. And that one who determines our value and our preciousness, well, he doesn't change. Um, and so Ed says, actually, that is the place where we should be pointing our children to determine their value and their worth is in God's good love and value for them, is in what God declares for them. Uh, I am going to read uh, what Ed says on page 45 of his book. So if you have your book, his book there, you can open up to page 45 and read along with me. But he says this, he says, his verdict on us, that's God's verdict on us and our children, is not dependent on our feelings, our achievements, our salary, our goodness, or the opinion of others. You can say with certainty, I am made by God, I am precious to God. 
Even if everyone else with one voice were to say, you are worth very little, God still stands by you and says, I made you a little like myself, so you are precious. I say so. Enough said. In the end, then, the question is, which another will we listen to when it comes to our sense of self-worth and security? God or someone else? And which will we encourage and lead our kids to listen to as well? Well, how about we get Lisa on board and and chat through what this looks like for her as she parents her children um, day in, day out. Chapter three, um, how how did this hit home for you as a Christian? I think the main question that I've been asking myself since reading this chapter is, what are my reasons for feeling insecure? Because mm. um, there's heaps of reminders in there of uh, where our faith, um, where the foundation of our faith is, and. Um, I love I love his description of creation and how precious God has made us. Mm. Um, yeah, but what what for me? What are my reasons for feeling insecure? Um, what are the voices that are talking to you know the self talk kind of thing? Mm. Um, what are they saying about um, who I am? And yeah, I don't think they're always the ones that uh, take me back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Because, yeah, I don't always think about my made in God's imageness. Mm. I think he uses that made in God's imageness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good thing, I think, to be um, rotating around in my mind. That, um, yeah, because there's so many things in life that, that make us feel so good and then make us feel not so good and then really make us feel so bad. Like, mm. that there's nothing that can change the made in God's imageness. Mm. Um, and there's so many images I think that the world does place in our mind um, and we can sometimes filter them out well, mm. but sometimes we can't. And so, yeah, coming back to the preciousness of who we are and made in the image of God, yeah, mm. that's, the, that's the image I want in my mind. Yeah. Um, and it does, so he took us back to the foundations of our faith. Mm-hmm. So if you um, happen to read the book in this chapter, I'm on page 50, um, yeah, in chapter 3. And, mm. yeah, the foundation, he he, took, he chose four uh, foundations mm. um, as faith for, for the whole family, so not just for me personally but for the whole family, going to church, opening the Bible as a family, mm. um, talking about God in our days mm-hmm. um, and listening to our creator when we prefer to hide, so mm. running to him when we have sin in our life. Um, and th- that those reminders were like, well, okay, these are what's important. <laughs> so that was hitting home definitely. Mm. Um, and ah, so good, so, so helpful, so... Um, just grounding, I guess, in that um, if I want to use that kind of word of this is where I want to come back to mm. when all of the decisions that we face in the day um, 
uh, washing over us over the day. Mm. Yeah. Or the big decisions that we have to make as a family. Um, these are the foundations that can help us make those decisions. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that's where it hit home for me. Yeah, nice one. I am. Um, he was describing different things that might um, might impact a child's view of their own preciousness and their mm. own value. And I'm like, oh, they sound like things that I think. Yeah, too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I mean, I might not care if my trainers have a swoosh on the side, but I definitely sometimes care too much about what clothes I wear yeah, yeah. or that yeah. kind of thing. And so that whole idea of as an adult, it's really easy to define our value by what we can contribute or produce or bring to the table. And it's easy to think, oh, I have value in this situation because I can achieve something or produce something or I'm yeah. doing something valuable yes, like totally. out of myself. Um, or, or then to measure ourselves up against someone else's ability to produce or achieve or create something valuable. Um, and so you're either like it's self-determined or determined by others, but actually the goodness of the gospel is that our value is not based on what's within us or what's within other people. It's mm. what's within God. Yeah. Um, and our value is because we're like God, not yeah. because we're like others yeah. or, um, or even our truest self. Like yeah. that's not where our preciousness <laughs> is. Um, it's determined and it's fixed by God. Like it's not going to change yeah. um, whether I can be as efficient and productive as I would love to be in my own brain or, or whether I'm just like grinding yeah. through things and not producing anything that mm-hmm. I think is helpful. Um, mm. My value is fixed because it's yeah. not based on what I can do yeah. or on what others do around yeah. me. It's based yeah. on who God says. Yeah. Um, That's who God so says helpful, I, am. <laughs> <laughs> I re- No, I really think that is helpful. It's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, thanks. Uh, as a parent, where does this hit home? for you as you parent your kids um I think there was a little kind of um sigh of oh this is hard yeah (laughs) when he said I'll just read the quote to you uh God has placed parents in the life of his created image bearers for them to learn how to relate to him Mm. and then he follows it up with what a responsibility (laughs) (laughs) sounds terrifying yeah (laughs) Yeah, like just um, terrifying in the sense of that's it's a big responsibility yeah. and mm. um, I, I am overwhelmed by it. I'm Most days I'm overwhelmed by the responsibility that God's given us to, um, to parent our kids and to show them um, someone bigger, better, more loving than I am mm. and... Other days or other moments, it's really reassuring as well because when I fail them, I know that there is someone bigger and better mm. and I want to show them God <laughs> because I'll, I won't be the one that – I'll be the one that disappoints them mm. um, and I'll be the one that I need – they'll need to um, hear me say sorry. And hear, and hear me ask for their forgiveness because I won't always um, be a perfect parent. Um, yeah. And then also the preciousness, I think, of offering them um, something more than the things they love in this world. 
Yeah. So I think we do some we do sometimes talk in parenting about um or in Christian parenting about the idols that might mm. um creep into our lives and, and as adults we can examine them and kind of maybe understand that language a little bit more. Mm. Um but I love the way that Ed kind of lays out um how precious it is to be an image bearer of God. Mm. Um and how we can teach our children that preciousness and the preciousness of his love um, in a way that shows them it's even more than the things in this world. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Um, which is pretty amazing. Um, So his love is the one they can depend on, his, um, yeah, the way that he forgives and the way that he holds them Mm. is what they can depend on. Uh, yeah, and that's the tricky part, matching that kind of idea and beautiful gospel promise mm. with what happens in the day and uh, my own failings. <laughs> like <Yeah>. to, <laughs> to match those two together is really hard. But, like, he, he highlights a very clear task that um, we're teaching our children about God's love. Mm. We're teaching them um about how precious they are in the image that they have and we're modelling to them a parental kind of love for them. Um, Yeah, and I think last chapter and maybe the next one, he'll he'll kind of expand a little bit more on what that looks like so that we don't kind of just overlook... um, their behaviors but I love Mm. how he spent some time just sitting in that um great preciousness and yeah and their value like you Mm. said before like their value doesn't come from um the things they own the things they wear who they are what sport they play um yeah it comes from the image bearers that they are Mm. in Christ and um that yeah that he loves them more than I could ever love them. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you can hear cooking noises in the background, Maylene's <laughs> making dinner for youth group, so that's the sound in the church kitchen just next to us. <laughs> um, is there an example from this week where you, or any week where you've seen this playing out in your family? Um, I found it a little bit tricky to think through this one. Mm. Um I found myself finding it really hard to prioritise moments to build the preciousness of God's love. Mm. Like I think because, you know, this time of the term or whatever's going on, life gets quite busy and full Mm. and you feel swamped with um, obligations and organising stuff and just trying not to forget stuff. (laughs) So I think I found it hard to prioritise sharing God's love with them. so and and as a family, I think we always find it hard to prioritize reading the Bible together mm. as a whole family, and when we actually do it, it's often quite a disaster. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think that was a reflection of seeing this played out. Oh, actually, I didn't because mm. it's really hard to prioritize those moments and go, how can I talk about God's love mm. in this moment? Um, but little snippets of you know. Um, I think in thankfulness that each time we step out to play in the park, um, 
being part of being made in God's image that he's actually given us, um, yeah, a character that says we can play fairly and mm. we can play well and we can love other people. Um, yeah. And then I think the other kind of area I was thinking about that um, I, I think I need to point myself there first. Mm. Um, so point myself to the the one who is bigger and the one who loves me um, because when you become swamped with everything that's going on if I don't point myself there then I'm not going to point my children there mm, yeah. Um, yeah and then the last one I was thinking about is we talk a lot um, not a lot but it comes up because the natural progression in school is um, there's often some sort of reward system yeah because it's good it's good to be rewarded for good mm. things that you do and um, it's good to yeah but sometimes those reward systems and behaviour systems can cause lots of angst of I, I got points today but mm. um, which is a good day but then other days, oh, the teacher took points away from our whole class mm. <laughs> like, and I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, and what's that going to mean for me? Um, and I think, you know, it might be the reward system at school, it might be the MVP in the soccer game. It might be whatever kind of achievement that the world wants to place on mm. the work that they're doing in their days yeah, um, and how they compare themselves to each other. Mm. Um, so they often want to, um, yeah, you're better at this, I'm better at that, you know. Mm. And I don't think I've had things to say into that spot that have been so worthwhile. I've said little things but just I think this – um, the preciousness of being made in the image of God really speaks into that mm. situation where, hey, kids, your value is not on how many points you've got on the board or yep. whether you got a certificate or who's the better player, who's the better swimmer, who's the better runner. Um, your value comes from the fact that you're made in God's image and, yeah, the Bible tells us that and mm. um, his love for you won't change whether you get points taken away or get points given to you. And I think um, I have more to say into that spot as they grow and do different things um, and it's good to be reminded of that, mm. that I have something to <laughs> offer, um, not just the, um, yeah, not just what the world says that, yeah, you've done a great job, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I feel more confident, I think, after reading this chapter to go, yeah, in every moment, yeah, like you mm. said before, your value doesn't change. You're precious to him. You're made in his image. Um, take that with you as you go. And, yeah. Yeah, and grow up into it. Yeah. Mm. Thanks so much, Lise. Well, I hope there was something valuable in there for you as you're thinking through how can you encourage your kids to look to God for their value and their worth and their preciousness and not other things that surround them. Uh, I'm going to leave you with the final paragraph of Ed's book. Um, sorry, the final paragraph of chapter three of Ed's book on page 53, if you want to read along with me. Ed says this, it is a blessing beyond measure for children to have parents who seek to show them that as created image bearers, 
They are loved by God and should therefore listen to God, both because it is right and because it is the way to most likely lead to a long, flourishing life. Aim to be and pray you'll be the kind of parent who shows how good it is to be loved by God and how good it is to be under his loving authority. Lisa and I are praying for you as you seek to be that kind of parent who longs to show their children how good it is to be loved by God and to live under his loving authority. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.